1: com you're listening to sports talk mississippi on demand presented by pearl river resort escape to choctaw mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming the dancing rabbit golf club and geyser falls water park escape to pearl river resort
2: Mississippi on the road with you on this Thursday afternoon. Coming to you from the sports book inside the Golden Moon Casino. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Quite literally in the Pearl River Resort studio. PearlRiverResort.com or just stop by and see us today inside the sports book alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. The Spire text line. Is open to you. 601 879 4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Seaspire Business. It's backed by world class IT professionals who live where you do. Where's that? Right here in Seaspire country. Learn more online at slash business. Again, the number is 601 879 4395. We are glad to be with you this afternoon, as always. And uh we have, at least for now, the end of a story. You go to ESPN.com, you will see the headline right now. UM's Harbaugh accepts ban. Big Ten probe ends. That is the uh, that is the story at this hour. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have agreed to the Big Ten's three-game suspension of the Wolverines coach. The school announced on Thursday which means Harbaugh will not coach this Saturday on the road in College Park, Maryland, nor will he coach in the regular season finale against the Ohio State University. The Big Ten agreed to close its investigation, which means there will not, after all, be a hearing in court on Friday morning as was planned at the Washtenaw County Courthouse. The statement from the university, here it is. This morning, the university Coach Harbaugh and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation. The university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with university support, decided to accept this sanction to return the focus to our student athletes and their performance on the field. The conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA's investigation. So the story itself is not necessarily over because the NCAA probe continues, but the Big Ten's investigation of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh has come to an end. Let's do a little addition right out of the gate, shall we? One plus one equals what? Oh, I know this. Uh, Two fingers. It's it's not a race. Carry the four. Yes, yes. Yes. One plus one equals to Michael Borky, a big fan of the Occam's razor phrase. He is. This tells you exactly what you need to know. The Big Ten had plenty of information to present.
1: They had the dirt.
2: To a judge, even in the greater Ann Arbor area, uh, enough information that um, everybody would have ended up with egg on their face and therefore, uh, therefore all parties said, okay, that's yeah. enough, we're good. Harbaugh gets to coach still during the week. He gets to coach after the regular season game, so whatever the postseason holds for Michigan, he will be there for that, mm-hmm. assuming he doesn't take an NFL job between now and then. Um, and the Big Ten is like, okay, we're good. We got what we wanted. You stood down, and we did enough to satisfy the other Currently 13 members of the conference and soon to be 18 members of the conference. Correct. Great job all around everybody, except for Michigan. Bunch of cheaters. Yeah, that's that's obvious,
3: right? That's what's going on here. Is, I mean, it's one of two things. Either A, they knew that they were had, or B, they were terrified of being had. I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago when they started doing the, oh, we're going to sue, we're going to sue. They were bluffing. We called it then. They were bluffing. There, there was no way they ever wanted this to go to discovery. Once they realized that the Big Ten wasn't going to budge, well, you know, three games probably isn't that bad. Because I would much rather have Harbaugh miss three games. We deal with the NCAA, which, I mean, takes a really long time, than have the Big Ten's lawyers be able to have unfettered
2: access to all of our communication. Yeah, seems like that seems like it was not going to be a good idea, and and look, I mean, what they did, they negotiated a settlement. I, I, I readily admit that I've spent too much time over the last month or so watching Suits, uh, so like I'm all I'm all good on the legal drama. Yeah, but this was a settlement that was reached between the two parties, and what did they get? Well, the Big Ten got Harbaugh to sit out the final three games of the regular season, and they are able to say. To the other members of the conference, look, we were proactive, and we punished, and Michigan said, all right, you want us to agree to this? you got to say that you found nothing on Harbaugh, which is what you've been saying to this point all along. I don't know if you're correct here, Richard, because okay. Catherine Briley, I don't know who, exactly who she is, let me see here. Remember, uh, the, she's the freelance editor for The Athletic. Per the Washtenaw County Courthouse, the University of Michigan and Harbaugh voluntarily dismissed their complaint against the Big Ten. Yes, which means there is no settlement. No, no, no. That means that that's what all the parties agreed to do. That's not an so. The that Big means Ten there's set- no in court settlement. Okay. Yeah, I mean they they settled instead of going to court. So so so, so here's but so is thing. that really a settlement? Because we feel like the Big Ten won here, right? Um. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, because okay. because Jim Harbaugh, they didn't. They said we found no wrongdoing by the head coach. Okay. They're pinning it all on Connor Stallions. Okay. That, that, so, so so again, in terms of the settlement, Michigan said, "We'll serve the suspension. Mm-hmm. We'll drop the charges against the conference that we've levied," mm-hmm. and the Big Ten said, "We will end the investigation." And we say to you in a statement right now that uh, we found no wrongdoing as it pertains to the head coach. Okay. And everybody can move forward, and nobody's scared of the NCAA anyway. Say what you want about Connor Stallions, he ain't no snitch. No, he's not. He, he he's going to die on his sword for his for his program. Do you think Connor Stallions was compensated to stay quiet? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. One com one comma or two. Oh, that might, that might have been a two. That might have because he he, can, he can't get back into coaching now. All right, so two, he can't get back into football. He's got to find another thing. Two commas. First number a one, a two, a three, a four, or oh, a five. Now we're getting into I don't know. I mean, it's probably probably a two or three. What what, what okay. is Michigan? I mean, think Michigan. their innocence
3: is worth. They that. got money. Yeah, Peter Burns laid this out nicely. This story went from Michigan saying no, this didn't happen, uh, to. It might have, but it was just one guy to, well, Ohio State did it too, to, oh, no, we're going to sue you, to, oh, yes, thank you for only suspending our coach for three games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, nobody completely wins, but nobody completely loses. They keep that cheater label forever. Except for Connor Stallions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Connor Stallions doesn't completely lose if he indeed was compensated to stay quiet. I mean, his, his future in coaching may have gone out the door, but, but yeah, if, that- if you're assuming that he has a seven-figure nest egg now yeah. and uh, doesn't have to... Uh, but he's that guy now. Yeah, but if he doesn't have to repair vacuum cleaners anymore, maybe it's a win. <sighs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a win. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. We got a lot to get to. Uh Ross Dellinger is going to join us in the four o'clock hour. It's just a busy week for him with us on this network. Twenty minutes after four. Uh was he with you on He was on with me on Oh uh, yeah, last night on uh... No. No. He was on the podcast though. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. When I left the parking lot, I went to Taco Bell and I forgot to turn the radio on, so I it's missed fine. you on the radio. I made fun of you a little bit. It's I, fine. That's not surprising. Nah, it's not. Not even a little bit surprising. I did have something I wanted to announce, though. Since we're at a casino, it's very but fitting. But before you do, yeah, yeah. Thanks to our friends at Ace Bolt Screw for hosting us uh, in Greenwood today. So much yesterday. Fun. Just a really, really cool store. Yeah. Uh, they've got seven total brick and mortar storefronts one in Atlanta, six in Mississippi. Mm. Really good people, and that was fun yesterday. All right. Your announcement. So you made the comment about our bet, and how you were like, oh, "We're not just going to run it back," and you know we never really agreed to anything. And, and you're, you're right. Okay. So I will accept. that you're down one already. Okay. I got soccer. Winner gets to dress the loser at the Palmer Home Radiothon. So we're just we are running it back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there it is.
0: I feel like we need to
3: do something different though, because you've been there, I'll, done that. I'll what do, happens if, if State I, if, if, wins no, no, again?
2: No, no, no. If I win, I got a different idea I'll go with. But if he wins, he can, do, you know, as long as it's within reason. Nobody's wearing a thong, but yeah. I mean, you might have to wear a banana hammock. Well, does it say hottie toddy along? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to see if that can uh, can it be arranged. See if that can be arranged they sell those? I don't know. Get our friends at College Corner. They they get anything there. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We're coming to you live from the sportsbook inside the Golden Moon. We got televisions everywhere. Thursday night football coming up. You got college football action. We're rolling toward a high school football playoff weekend. Lots and lots of football. Alongside Michael Borkey and Brian Haydat. I'm Richard Cross. We're just getting started. We're back with you right after this. Mississippi on the road on this Thursday afternoon. We are coming to you live from the sportsbook inside the Golden Moon. To our right, you've got those quick bet kiosks where you can come in and uh, place your bets at the uh, the kiosk across the the way, kind of diagonally from where we are sitting. Those crystal betting terminals, and that's for the uh, the in game wagers, and you can do that with multiple games. A lot of really cool stuff there, and if uh, you prefer to deal with someone directly, you can go to the uh, cashier stand, off to our far left. People there uh, that are more than willing to accept your wagers. They are all of uh, all of that is happening in and around us as we speak. And you got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of screens. I don't know how many live games we've got. I think we're doing uh, replays of games right now. I think that's a live game in the middle there. Dayton and LSU is what is that? That's not Maui yet, is it? Maui doesn't that, start until next week. No, that is – I can't read it. Charleston? Something going on in Charleston? Uh, maybe. All right, I can't I can't read so, it. So you've got the uh, – I, t- I was just watching the end of North Texas-St. John's because I know State plays North Texas in a few weeks. So you, you just kind of getting an early scouting report? Get an early scouting report on the uh, mean green. They went down today. Uh, St. John's got the win. Oh, really? Rick Patina, Ricky P. That's going to work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's St. John's, yeah. Kind of, kind of feels like it's, uh, it's going to work. The question that is on the minds, though, of so many people is, whoever the next football coach at Mississippi State is, mm. is that going to work? Uh, the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. There it is. I was there for that event a few years ago. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a cool tournament. Cool, cool, cool tournament there in Charleston. You have yes. the one at Myrtle Beach that's uh, happening this weekend as well. Uh, we're rolling into Feast Week on ESPN. You got That's the right. uh, the Legends Classic uh, game tonight. A couple of games tonight at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and then uh, we'll go into Maui next week, and we'll go to the Bahamas. Got to do that one a few years ago too. Yes, that you one did. Was, That one was quite fun. The the Bad Boy Mowers battle for Atlantis. I'm still upset you didn't get a Bad Boys mower. As a as a like a care package or something. Yeah, that was not part of the swag bag that they, they had should have distributed been distributed to. The they announcers. had known you as well as I do. They would have been like, give him that. I, He'll love it. And I don't know. I mean, they've they've rotated. Excuse me, rotated through quite a few announcers for the uh, for the Battle for Atlantis. Uh, I am convinced that there is not another person that ESPN has sent to um, to, to paradise. Right. To to the Bahamas. Uh-huh. To um, oh, what's the name of that place?
4: Atlantis, Atlantis, Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis.
2: Yeah. Uh, that, that, that would um, have appreciated have appreciated and made better use of a bad boy mower than, than I would that have. That had the knowledge yeah. of, of the lawn industry. I don't think Jimmy Dykes would have. No. Uh, I don't think Boog Shambi, he's no. there every year. No. Dan no Dockett used to be. No. No. no, no chance. No, no shot. Dan Dockage gets somebody to mow his grass. Kevin Fitzgerald's my boy, but I, my guess is he can't no. drive a zero-turn mower. No, I, th- I think he's there this year. So, uh, yeah, opportunity missed for the uh, for the fine people. They could at, have had an incredible at, spokesman. Bad Boy Mowers, I yeah. think, out of Batesville, Arkansas. I believe that is. I'll take your word for it. Okay, so as I was saying a second ago, the uh, the question that on is on the minds of a lot of people is: whoever Mississippi State ends up with as a football coach moving forward, are they going to cut it? Mm-hmm. See the mower reference? I get it. Yes, yes uh, you did, good. You did um, good. So let's play a little game. Let, let's play a game where we say Mississippi State. Bulldog football hires a new coach. And that coach makes you want to dance in the streets. Rich Richie. And you name him. That's next. And then we'll go to the other side of the coin. Do you have the the, the, tr- the sad trombone ready, Forky, for the uh, the other side? Oh, Which coach would make you want to find a tall building and jump? That's up next on who's going to be the coach. He just left. Um, What's let's, let's start with the positive. I'm your announcer, Rod Roddy. This yeah. is the Price Is Right. Rich Richie, Rich Richie. That's where we're going. Oh goodness. Ah, uh, let's start with the positive. I kind of slid into that. Well, I you did. I, like, I, you did. You segued nicely. Good it. job. Um, like it, the dancing in the streets, happiness. Let's have a let's have a preemptive parade because we are all so happy. You remember the national championship parade for Mississippi State baseball where they pulled the the fire trucks out? Yeah, I know it was a long time ago. Feels I like will it. Remember you. They, they rolled out the fire trucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people were like throw that kind of a parade right. because of the, the higher laudatory nature that the Bulldog fans want to um, yeah. heat, heat – pre- uh, shut up, Richard. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm going to go with one of the two Power Five guys in the Sunflower State. Like, if you got Kleiman or, Le- or Leipold nah, – There you uh, go. Nah, nah, nah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think those. I think those are the two guys, right? Those are the two, the two top guys. You know, Mississippi State's not hunting for Urban Meyer or, or Kalen DeBoer or anything like that. If, if they were to get one of those two guys, I think people like us, people in the media, would be saying they did as good as they possibly could have. Could and not have done any better. Could not have done better. Speaking of Leipold, uh, Jalen
3: Daniels, his quarterback, who's been injured this year, just really just hadn't had the year that. He was hoping for, because of those injuries, announced on X that uh, he will return to Kansas to play for Coach Leipold next season. He would have been a super hot commodity in the transfer portal, would have commanded seven figures probably in the transfer portal if the right school, (coughs) Auburn, uh, would be looking for a quarterback at that price. Um, However, he did talk about how he's excited to play for Coach Leipold next year. That was A a thing that he said in the video. It wasn't just I'm ready to return to Kansas, Mm -hmm. it was I'm returning Mm -hmm. to Kansas and excited to play for Coach Leipold next year.
2: Uh, And speaking of Lance Leipold, this is not a quote that his English teacher approved, but I will read it to you directly from uh, Lance Leipold's radio show. Asked about jobs and speculation about his name being out there, he says... It's something we've been extremely... In fact, I was talking with Travis Goff on Monday, and he said, can you believe it's only been two and a half years? I said, well, in many ways it seems like five or more because of the progress of the team on the field, but also how comfortable our family and have been welcomed by everybody and how much we enjoy being here. This is the only interview I've done today, talking about his own radio show. Mm. And that's the way it's going to be. The one thing that happens during this time of year is there's a lot of speculation on things that are happening that are not accurate. As I've said for a long time, Travis Goff and Chancellor Gerard have treated Kelly and I, me, I, extremely well in our family. But what? It is our plan and expectation that we want to be here, and this is going to be the last job we have. It's his expectation that he wants to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. Not his expectation. He's going to be there. He's going to be in Starkville, saying, "God, I wish I was still in Kansas." It is, is our what he's saying? it is our plan and expectation that we want to be here, and this is going to be the last job we have. Okay. Well. In some ways, when Lane Kiffin just says, "I'm not talking about that," it comes off better than this. I agree. Um, but that being said, we'll you know we'll see. Of course, he hasn't done an interview today. Nobody interviews a head coach while the season's still going on. I think he was talking about like a media interview. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I get no. That's not that's not how that works. So, so that was a big nothing burger from Lance Leipold. Yes, it, yeah. Much as Jamie Chadwell gave us yesterday, much as Nick Saban gave us all those years ago. Until until the first game is played, anybody can change jobs. Yes. It, it does seem like season.
3: what Lanning said has really just de- just destroyed. I, I, not maybe not so much what he said, but the the truth behind what he said. I mean, if you believe the the people at Techsags and and everybody that covers the A and M program, they don't expect him to be the next guy. He apparently, at least as of right now, has told them no. And compare his impassioned statement to what you just read, what we'll read from Chadwell, what we heard from Dabo. Mike Norvell was awful. I forgot to to send that to you guys. His answer was basically like, yeah, I'm considering it, without actually saying that. Um, I thought his was just more of a recruiting pitch than anything else. Yeah, he, he swung and missed on If I'm a Florida State fan, I'm thinking that he's interested after that. But either way, I mean, point being, Lanning still stands yeah. out among all of these, probably because there's truth to it.
2: Yeah. All right, so Chris Kleiman, Lance Leipold, have you dancing in the street in your skibbies? Skibbies. Skibbies. Um, Am I wearing that thong we were talking about earlier? Maybe. Okay. That would be uh, weird and startful, but okay should we hold until the other side of the break and uh talk are, are there any other names, though, that that have you just like I mean, I don't think you that can... is it. I don't yes. think you can feel bad. I think you would be really, really happy with Chadwell, Lashley, Summerall to a degree. Chadwell Chadwell's probably the, the, the top guy in that group. But but even with those three that you just named, mm-hmm. you're talking about a coach. Stepping up a level yeah, yeah. and succeeding. You yeah. you are you are you're betting on the come. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Billy Napier has kind of ruined that for everybody. Yeah, but I mean, you got plenty of examples. Yeah, uh, oh, you did a do. bunch of guys that but were everybody, Arkansas everybody, State everybody, coaches. Everybody's that, looking at the Sun Belt now, going, "Oh, Billy Napier, though." Yeah, um, yeah. Arkansas State kind of made it good for everybody. Yeah, when they were like, "Yeah, you can you yeah. can be the head coach here, and then take the next step up, and almost immediately have success." So we'll flip that coin to the other side when we come back, and talk about okay. You you get the announcement of the new head football coach, and it's this guy, and your reaction is you gotta be kidding me. We're back right after this. Communication system is a go. go. This this
0: is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
2: Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and SuperTalk TV. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find Genteel apparel at men's specialty stores across the state of Mississippi, including Harry Meyer Clothing, uh, Clothier in Meridian, Landry's on the Square in Oxford, S.F. Aldman in Gulfport, Smith & Company in Greenwood, Steve's on the Square in Philadelphia, and the Country Gentleman in Greenville. Many other locations as well. You can find all of them on their website, genteelapparel.com. You can also order directly from Genteel. And if you do that and enter your email address, you can get 10% off your first order. Brian Haydad will vouch for the comfort, the stylishness, and the durability of Genteel. Thumbs up from this guy. Yeah. i got to get your stuff. Yeah. I have right. it done. Yeah, I was supposed to have that ready for you when you got to Oxford tomorrow, wasn't it? Well, you said we you and I were going to go we were going to go shopping together, yeah, it but didn't you work can't out. do it now. Sorry. I have uh, I got to go to Boca instead. Yeah, that's fine. We'll 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 do it, we'll get it time. eventually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so check them out genteelapparel.com. You will love them. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. So we said your reaction is dancing in the streets in terms right. of a head coach. You gave me the two coaches from the state of Kansas, Chris Kleiman and and uh, Lance Leipold, we got a message from David. I think it was on the ceasefire text line, and he said, "Yeah, it was David in Oxford." He says, "Dancing in the Street," Jeff Trailer. It's good huh? I just don't see it happening. In terms of state, wouldn't do it, or you don't think he? Would? I don't think he's coming to state. I think, I think state would would probably if he, if he was interested. I think state would love to, to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I did a an interview on SiriusXM today, and they asked me about thoughts on Texas A and M, and if Jeff Trailer, like I, I, that, may not be like the win the press conference guy,
1: mm-hmm. but he That'd is a one.
2: ball coach that I think would win at win Texas the game A&M. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes the subsequent press conferences a whole lot, a lot more easier. Fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what about on the other side of the coin? Yeah. And um, the 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 hire that when it happens, at best the reaction is "Eh, meh, yeah. And at worst the reaction is you know full on you got to be kidding me. Right. Well, that's the first off. That's the kind of reaction that gets me a lot of uh, clicks on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. So I don't know that I'm totally rooting against a miserable hire. Mm. But uh, that being said. Uh, there are two names that come right off – that I've seen on hot boards that come right – Don't Joe, say Shane Beamer. No, God. No. Okay. But that would be one, but he's not one. Joe Judge, huh? who, again, Joe Judge is only being considered because he played at Mississippi State. Nothing about his resume says he should be a SEC head football coach. Nothing. He's never even been a coordinator, except for special teams. He's he's only been in the NFL. he, he, he no, no. Absolutely not. You can make the argument that his resume was more suited for him to have an Giants. opportunity as an NFL head coach with the Giants yeah. than... And even then, I didn't think he was. He had the resume to be an NFL head coach. I mean, that was a big surprise when it happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, well... Before, was, when he was going to be Mississippi State's head coach. Who was the GM with the Giants then? Same he, guy, isn't it? Is he still there? Yeah. Gettleman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The other guy whose name has popped up a couple of times, and somebody mentioned him on the text line, is uh, Ms. Manny Diaz that's one that no I mean he's already left Starville twice as a defensive coordinator uh he wasn't overly successful at Miami as a, as a head coach there I, I, I don't pretty good defense at Penn State right now good defense he's a good defensive coordinator I think Zach Arnett is a good defensive coordinator and then that's that's kind of the where we would take that I, I just don't see that that happening okay Borky is their name that pops into your mind that would fall into that category that would be very underwhelming.
3: Yeah, I think the, the Joe Judge thing, because we've been asked about it, and I've seen it in, you know, Fanland, uh, would be about as bad of a hire as you could make. Also, we've had people ask us about Petrino. That's a little bit different than Judge. He has been a head coach before, but the uh, a very successful head coach. Mm-hmm, absolutely, a long time
2: ago. Yeah, Patrino, it would be a no as well. Well, hold on a second now. So. He was successful as a head coach two years ago, last year at Missouri State.
1: To find successful. Players. Yeah. But I'm just, no. No, Petrino, no. Too much baggage, too much, too much, too much.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree that there's too much, but, I mean, he took Arkansas to the Sugar Bowl. He did? Oh, he, yeah. when At his peak, he was a great college football coach. Yeah. And then now that is gone.
3: His his last four years. So this includes 2018 Louisville when uh, they were two and eight, zero oh and seven, and then at Missouri State he went five and five, eight and four, five and six.
2: Okay. So I suggest Rich Rodriguez. Oh, I, have, what, what, I, I haven't what, seen his name connected to this. Is thankfully. that a dance in the streets or a, a, a writhe in anguish? That's a writhe in anguish. I don't. I mean, he's. I can't take any take anything away from him. He's having a great season down at Jacksonville State, but at yeah. Mississippi State now, I don't think so. Uh, Chase, uh, Kevin Greenwood suggests that Butch Jones would send him off a building again. Somebody who's not being mentioned. I, I, I'm trying to get guys who are actually I've seen their name. Butch Jones, no, not happening. I, I do
3: agree with Chase when he talks about his. You know jump off the building higher would be, uh, any. he says, any coordinator. Now, you know, if they do end up with somebody like a Jeff Lebby, I don't think you have to totally melt down. But if I'm Zach Selman, I'm not going down the coordinator road unless I'm told no a lot. Uh, the, the perception, whether or not you believe that this is the case or if you understand the nuances of why Moorhead was fired and why Arnett was fired or not, the perception of Mississippi State right now is it's not a stable place for a head coach. They need somebody with a I think anyway with a high a higher floor that can bring stability to the program, to kind of calm all this down to uh, somebody that can that you know can run a locker room so the linebacker doesn't punch the quarterback in the face. A, a guy that has done it before so you you know longer than 10 games in it's not going to work out. Jeff Lebby for example could end up being great at Mississippi State. But he could also be a disaster. I mean, I mean, he could really be a disaster. He's never done this before, and we just saw what happens with a coach that hasn't done it before and how bad it can go quickly. Now, Kirby Smart was a coordinator, so was Landing when they got hired, and look at them now. However, you've got options of guys that have run programs and done it successfully, and that should be where they go first before they start considering coordinators. I don't think they have to be taking flyers on somebody that's never done it before I, I, they don't they're not in that position right now like they were when Mullen was hired as hey had pointed out the other day
2: right. uh, unless you believe that there's just an absolutely can't miss coordinator and and again that that is a risk but because you've got a bunch of examples of coordinators making that transition and, and being successful being really successful Um and, and, Borky, you obviously mentioned one right there in, in Dan Mullen himself, who was an offensive coordinator before coming to Mississippi State. But, man, have you got to be sure, and I don't know if there's any way to be sure. I had someone um, tell me who had kind of been talking to people within the coaching industry that said Mississippi State is getting zero pushback from their decision to move on from Zach Arnett. Yeah. But there is still some lingering pushback from what they did two coaches ago with with how they handled Joe Moorhead. That's something that, you know. I I don't think that's terribly unreasonable. It's not. It's not because you could watch where this was going with Arnett. I mean, it it was very evident. With Moorhead, I mean, you went to -to back-to-back bowls, and you you beat Ole Miss two years in a row. Right. And, you know, that's one where you got to get in the interview and go like, this is what was happening. And this is why we had to move on. So I get that, though. I get that. And all the people that are going to be in that interview aren't there. Are anymore. there anymore? Yeah. So there, Zach. If you're listening, I'll pick me up on the plane. I'll go. I'll come with. You'll give the rundown. I mean, so let me tell you. Well, I mean, if you just want to give the rundown here, I mean, Willie Gay punched Garrett Schrader in the face at a practice. What, what else? And uh, like, broke his orbital. Broke his bone? So, orbital. socket. Yeah. Socket. Everybody's so free with that information yeah. now. It was like that was, was, like, was like state secrets, secrets there for Oh a while. my gosh! Yeah, now he, everybody's like, "Yeah, you hit him." Yeah, uh, I guess time, literally and figuratively, heals all wounds. Chasing Columbus says, if you could pull off Schumann, I'll take that on the coordinator route. I'm talking about the defensive coordinator at it's such uh, an interesting Georgia guy. Like, it feels like a big roll of the dice. It feels like you're just hiring. A more qualified, you know, like version 2.0 of Zach Arnett because he's a defensive coordinator, he's never been a head coach. But he is an elite recruiter at Georgia. So I don't know if that means anything. So, borky does your stance change at all, if that's who you're talking about? Uh, I mean, he's 33, which
3: and his only two stops in his career are Alabama and Georgia.
2: So so the question is, is he Dan Lanning, 2.0, or is he Zach Arnett, 2.0? Right. You know, That's the question. Yes. That in and of itself is your roll of the dice. Thirty-three. Can you? Why you do this interview, man? I might go roll the dice while you're doing it. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We got one more angle that we're going to throw at this coming up in the uh, in the four o'clock hour. Ross Dellinger will join us at four twenty. Who's nobody mentioning? that should be mentioned in this process more coming up sports talk mississippi
0: what we're going to do right here is go back and now back to the- back to the sports this is sports talk mississippi so let's get rolling on super talk mississippi, mississippi.
2: Welcome back Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV coming to you live from the Sportsbook inside the Golden Moon Casino. We are glad to be with you, Michael Borky, Are you familiar with the Birmingham Squadron? I am, yeah. That is the G League yeah, team. Yeah,
3: that's where uh, that's where my uh, the, Pelicans uh, play.
2: Yeah. Uh, of the Pelicans, have you uh, have you noticed the jerseys for the Birmingham Squadron, I, I actually have, uh, and I, I I want one. And it, it,
3: unfortunately, I couldn't I couldn't be there today. But I was gonna ask, uh, you know, off air, like, hey, can you, can you can you hook me up with one of those jerseys? That would be awesome. I I, I need something uh, for the home office. Yeah. I,
2: I think you just asked. I, think, I, I know uh, I did. i put them on the spot live uh, right on air, which is not the best yeah.
3: not the best idea. But you know.
4: Well, they just, uh, we just announced that um, last Friday was open tonight night and announced the New Jersey patches with the, our partnership with Squadron. And i uh, looking forward to a great relationship with these guys. Um, hopefully there will be some more um, things we can do with the team and uh, some tickets and that kind of thing down the road.
2: I don't want to question strategy at all, but I am genuinely curious. Why is it that... I, I get it as it pertains to the sports book for a long, but for a long time, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we've been partners. Um, Pearl River Resort has partnered with sports entities as one of its primary advertising routes. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
4: Popularity, yeah. I mean, it's it's what people like to do. That's what they're watching. That's what they're doing, and that's uh, top of mind awareness when we get on and you know and affiliate ourselves with some of these programs.
2: Yeah, Makes a lot of sense because you've obviously worked with Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and UAB and and others, Mm -hmm. uh, and now with the Birmingham squadron as well. And I guess when you're talking about crossover, fans of sports teams tend to be fans of gaming as well.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a great place to hang out and just enjoy, you know, an afternoon even if you're not in the sports book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to just – hang out just like you're going to a football game or basketball game or anything else.
2: Uh, Brian Hayden was sad that he was not the uh, the winner or one of the winners of the Millie and Philly Poker Tournament. Um, you guys just wrap that one up. Just another just huge event.
4: Yeah. Uh, a lot of folks came through. It's been a great event for us. Um, started this back about two years ago doing one about every quarter one of these big events and um, it keeps growing in popularity every time.
2: Even if it's not publicly on the calendar, should people expect to see one sometime in the first few months of the the new year? Yeah,
4: yeah, you should see it uh, show up on our website, com, social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, it will be announcing something pretty soon.
2: And speaking of announcing things, you're going to have a bunch of announcements in 2024 because 2024 is a birthday year, an anniversary year, however you want to describe it, 30 years for the Silver,
4: Silver Star. Silver Star, Pearl Resorts, 30, we'll be celebrating 30 years next year, so I know we've got a lot of uh, our entertainment and our promotions crew, they're planning some big events for How 2024. How much fun was
2: opening day for you 30 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to see if he hit me on the set. Got him. Got him. I got him. I got him. That's good. Uh, what, is, what is coming up? I mean, in terms of, I mean, we're talking like significant milestone.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be a, a big banner year for the resort, for, for Silver Star. Um, there's going to be a, a large, a, a nice entertainment lineup, a lot of entertainment, a lot of uh Um, promotions, giveaways, that kind of thing. So just be looking for some big announcements coming up.
2: Ryan, I know you've heard me say it uh, many times. Brian Haydad laughs every time I say it. What am I saying about golf this time of year, Haydad? It's great. Yeah, but fall golf is the best golf. Oh, fall fall golf is the best golf is what he says. Fall golf
4: is the best golf. Yes. I wouldn't disagree with you. And
2: uh, you've got that promotion going as well once again what, $50 bet in the sports book?
4: $30 round of golf at Dancing Rabbit.
2: It's a uh, pretty good deal. And if you win the bet, that's a free round of golf. Exactly. Plus, plus yeah. money in your pocket. Oh, yeah. So it's a, a great way to do it. Um, golf courses right now, uh, got to be a fantastic show. Great.
4: You know, we've done went through some remodeling. We, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, new, you know, some freshening up uh, some of the bunkers. Uh, the uh, greenside bunkers have been. Freshened and they're gonna be doing some of the ones out in the fairways next. So a lot of work's been going on out there, but it is in great shape. Everything looks good.
2: Yeah. Dancing at Golf.com. That's where you go to book your tea time. And I tell people to plan their trip as well with the the completely remodeled clubhouse with the the big common area and the great rooms upstairs. It's a really cool spot for a weekend getaway. Whether you're doing a guys trip or a couples trip, it can be yep. a lot of fun.
4: Very nice, very nice. And like I said, we just redid a lot of the uh, rooms up there in the in the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, as well as the Dancing Rabbit Inn right there on property uh, on the on the course. So,
2: if somebody wants to schedule one of those trips. Best to call the golf shop at Dancing Rabbit and go from there.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Just call 44 uh, Pearl, and uh, they'll get you all set up to book your package.
2: He had that number ready to go, 866 44 Pearl. and uh, they will get you squared away for a, uh, a trip. Again, whether it's couple's trip, guy's trip, girl's trip, got the spa, got the golf courses, got the great food, the gaming, and so much more. Brian Griffin, we'll talk to him again coming up an hour from right now. Sports Talk Mississippi on the road inside the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino.
0: It's sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. How come all the pretty girls like you are taking, baby? I've
1: been looking for someone like you to save me. Take your time and be waiting. Keep me in mind. You
2: want me to talk? starting to make you nervous. I you know, I have a question for you though. So if you want to do if you want to build a segment around you, we can do that right now. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at SuperTalk.fm and SuperTalk TV. Say what? Guess not. No, I just was going to welcome people back yeah. and remind them that we were broadcasting live from the Sportsbook inside the Golden Moon Casino at Pearl River Resort. And uh, as you know, the Seaspire text line is always open at 601 879 4395. Connect and protect. That's the plan that, as a parent, you may be thinking about. As we get closer to Christmas, maybe your kids are getting a new device for Christmas, but you want to protect them. Well, C Spire's got you covered. Parental controls on these phones that give you the peace of mind that your kids are safe when they are online or they are connected to the outside world. Learn more at cspire.com slash customer inspired or visit one of the C Spire stores all across the state of Mississippi. Yes, big story today or at least I, I thought it was, it was interesting. Uh, Carissa Thompson, mm. sideline reporter for Fox Sports. Yeah, She goes on, pardon my take, and basically, she, well, it's not basically, she admits to there have been times in the past where she, as a sideline reporter, and they'd come back to her like, Carissa, you, you spoke to Coach whoever, what did he have to say? And she didn't actually speak to him. And it turns into she just makes stuff up. And she said basically because... No coach will ever call you out for saying, "Yeah, I see, he said that." You know they need to be better on third down, and they need to get after the quarterback because hey, those are true things. You are a side, you've been a sideline reporter for for a long, long time. I just want to get your thoughts. You about that. to ask me if I ever made something up? I, I would figure you didn't because I think with, with with the Ole Miss radio network, the coaches know they have to go talk to you. Yeah, have you yeah. ever had a coach say, "No, I'm not going to talk right now"? Well, the the only time that I would have even come close and what's to doing Ed Orgeron, um, Eh. <laughs> whatever. No, I mean, even like when Lane Kiffin doesn't want to talk, I mean, he would he wouldn't blow me off and like not say anything, right? Uh, it, it might be brief, yeah, kind of short, um, and usually we just would kind of walk and talk along the way, right? When the the microphone radio signal ran out. I was like, Oh, that's there. He goes, yeah, and, and you know, uh, off he is. And then sometimes he was really engaging, like in Starkville that one time. <laughs> there was, uh, that's there one was way that. To put that. These bells are so bleeping annoying, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only time, and, and I don't think this is exactly what she is saying, but I would always go into the locker room at halftime. Mm-hmm and would be in where the teams were. And sometimes it would take longer than others for the coaches to actually come in. Rarely did I hang around to the very end of halftime for Lane Kiffin or Houston Nutt or Hugh Freeze or whomever to like stand on a chair and address their team. Mm-hmm. And so coming out of halftime, I mean, we would always do the, the interview going into the locker room, coming out of halftime, David would always say, hey, let's go to the field, get an injury update from Richard, and see what he learned in the locker room at halftime. Mm -hmm. And if I had not waited to hear the head coach, then I would relate more what I heard the – court, so coordinators would always come – assistant coaches and coordinators would come in first, Mm -hmm. and they would go to kind of their position groups, and then the head coach would kind of call everybody together first – it didn't always work like that. There were times when previous head coaches would come in, mm-hmm. would talk to the team, and then they would break out into position group meetings. That's not the way Lane Kiffin did it. And you could set that up coming out. You'd be like, well, we, you know, I heard offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby saying. Or, or, or I might even be more generic. You know, locker room at halftime, a lot of talk about Adjustments that they need to make in the second half. They've got to figure out a way to get off the field on third down. Right. So I'm not. I didn't necessarily get a verbatim quote from the defensive but you coordinator heard him say it. where he said we got to be better on third down. But they are going through defenses on the board where they are talking about how to be better on third down. So I'm just conveying the message of what they were relaying to the okay. team. Okay. But this story with Carissa Thompson, and I actually the the first time I saw this. Um, it was there was a quote tweet of the story from Awful Announcing. And Morgan Uber, who is the sideline reporter that we have worked with a few times this year, she works for the American Conference and has been our sideline reporter on some American Conference games, she actually quote tweeted it. Mm-hmm. And she said about this story, extremely infuriating and completely unethical. Don't for one second believe this is the norm. This is already a role in a profession that is stereotyped as just being "quote eye candy." Close quote. Good sideline reporters do their homework, talk to players and coaches throughout the week, and on game day, most definitely don't make up reports. Period. There's still journalism involved, despite what you may think. And that's something I'm in a. I play fantasy football with with a bunch of TV people, and they were all saying, "You, most of the time, you have that stuff done ahead of time, like." Most of the time, when you, if, if when they go down to you, you've got something you've already like. Okay, I'm, I know I'm talking about this here. Yeah, and so I think the whole she was making something up. It was one of those reports coming out for the start of the second right, half. That's what she said. I completely understand Morgan's position, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan Uber, who I referenced just a second ago, because Morgan is a woman in this business who works her rear end off and is trying to do the best that she can. And from her perspective, she's going to look at a story like this and be – her reaction is going to be, Carissa Thompson just made my job harder. Yeah. I think I'm coming at it from a little bit different perspective than Morgan is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, you, you, you've talked to the coaches during the week. You probably spoke to them on the field before the game. Mm-hmm. You may have done an in-game interview with them already. If you didn't get anything, are you going to do your hit on the field and go, well, didn't really have a chance to talk to the coach at halftime, or are you saying, you know, basing, uh, making an inference based on all the conversations you've had all week about game planning and how the game is going, go, yeah, they really weren't pleased with this. Right. I don't know if that bothers me as much as it does some, mm-hmm. but you can't just make something up. Okay. Like you can't just fabricate it out of thin air. Right. Right. That's a no-no. What what what's interesting to me is for her to go on a podcast like that. That's that's the biggest sports podcast in, in the in I think that in New Heights, the the, the Kelsey brothers. Okay, are the top two. And, and by the way, she had previously said this, admitted this. She and Aaron Andrews do a podcast together weekly. Uh-huh. And had had said this previously. What did Aaron Andrews say about that? Because that's Aaron Andrews said she had done the same thing. Oh, really? Okay. Um. But he like said to 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 be able to do that and go on that podcast and say that so openly, you know that her bosses already know about it. Like they, she so, couldn't have just revealed that to Fox Sports today. So so she is she's the analyst or she's the sideline reporter for Amazon Thursday night football. Right. And an executive at Amazon was asked about it and he goes ask if she was going to have to address that on the air tonight. He goes, She was telling a story about something that happened fifteen years ago. So, no, she's not going to have to address it on the air tonight. They're not worried about it. Okay. Borky, do you. I mean, you you sat through, albeit a decade later, some of the same journalism (laughs) classes that I did. Yeah, I mean, 15 years later. Ethically,
3: it's bad. It's very much against all all of journalism ethics. It, It absolutely is. But. When when I listened to that, because I I listened to their podcast three times a week, I I listened to it, I heard it. I didn't really think much of it because when have I ever learned anything at all of substance from the, hey, talk to the coach coming out of the locker room, here's what he said, report. So uh, I understand why there's a lot of sideline reporters in the industry airing their uh, displeasure with that today, and I understand every single one of them. It, It crosses a lot of journalism ethical lines. I just I don't find that report valuable at all, and so I'd, I'm not going to think twice of it because I've never, ever gotten anything out of it, but isn't that kind of the point? Just, hey, try to catch up with Coach, he, he said no comment, he's just getting ready for the second half. What is the difference between that and, yeah, Coach said they got to run the ball better in the second half? What's the difference? It's immaterial. So... She, she shouldn't do that if, or shouldn't have done that if it's exclusively in the past, but man, I just I, I get no value out of that report at all.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, to me, the value of, of the sideline reporter, there, there are a couple of things, and, and I think it's different for radio and television, right? See, the, I, I would say the value that I brought to our Ole Miss broadcast compared to the value that I bring to And I've done sidelines on television a few times. Mm. With television, my job is to be the eyes and ears of the guys in the booth with stuff that they can't see and deliver supplementary information for stories or players that the play-by-play analysts are talking about. And so, for example, we're doing a Memphis game last week, and Seth Hennigan throws a touchdown pass and, you know, really incredible high school story. Let's go down and hear more about that from Morgan Uber. And she's talked to Seth Hennigan during the week, and she has got something prepared to add to the story. When I was with Ole Miss, it was I'm checking on injuries. What did I see at field level? Did I get a different view than what we're seeing on the video board? Uh, You know, is there something that's happening on the offensive line? What can I add to to help the overall. Back to Sports Talk, Mississippi. It doesn't get any better than this. On
0: Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
2: I'm with you, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm and Super Talk TV. We're live at the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino on this Thursday afternoon. Hey, just one last thought on the whole sideline reporter fiasco thing with mm-hmm. Carissa Thompson. The idea that she didn't have content ready to go for a live hit on television is is remarkable. Because good sideline reporters have lots of material prepared to use given the opportunity to be on camera and and have that moment. that That's their job. Yeah. So that may be the most damning part
4: of the whole thing.
2: Anyway, uh, Ross Dellinger joins us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau. Ross writes at Yahoo Sports. He covers college football and all of the news surrounding it, and goodness knows there is never a shortage of that. Ross, I am most intrigued, without knowing a whole ton about it, with the court decision from the Pacific Northwest yesterday that at least for now gives Washington State and Oregon State the opportunity to screw the rest of the Pac-12. Is is that true?
1: Well, not quite. So uh, there is an ah, appeal bummer. process, and it's in the middle of that. So today an appeal was filed, and uh, the order from the court that you know, would give Oregon State and Washington State control of the Pac-12 and control of its assets, which is about four hundred million dollars this year, uh, is what they call it stayed or delayed until an appeal hearing, uh, an appeal is resolved. Basically, um, so soon enough, maybe, uh, maybe Oregon State and Washington State will have uh, will have full control. That 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 ruling a couple of days ago, it's usually a good sign um that uh i say a couple days ago wasn't yesterday this is my my life Um, yeah yeah it feels like it was three days ago (laughs) um so so but yeah that's a sign that ruling is a sign that they probably would uh win that case and uh, so we're heading toward a yeah a a situation where oregon state and washington state do control uh the pac-12 and a lot of money
2: um I know you are a reporter, not necessarily, well, sometimes a columnist, but but you're not a big speculator. Um, but I, I would love for you to speculate, ju- just if, if you would be willing. Based on what you know about Oregon State and, and Washington State and the hand that they have been dealt, what do you think the likelihood is that they will be either a little vindictive or a lot vindictive? And kind of preserve their own interest in terms of revenue distribution and those assets that you mentioned just a moment ago.
1: Well, I think something that's been a little overshadowed. Um, you know, we think we think of the uh, you know I'll say the the ten departing schools. Um, their biggest fear and what they've written in court filings is that Oregon State and Washington State are going to take all their money, right, and they are going to use it to rebuild the Pac-12 by uh, paying exit fees for other, le- other schools and other leagues, paying their exit fees so they can come in and rebuild the league, or they're gonna use it to schedule games, or they're gonna use it for other things that benefit them, when in reality, a big portion of what they use it for is all of the litigation, that the Pac-12 is in the middle of, and they are in several legal fights. A bowl game is suing them, the Holiday Bowl. Uh, former employees, uh, former deputy commissioner types, uh, uh, is suing the, the conference as well. Uh, the conference is mentioned in the House case, which is uh, ongoing right now. All the Power Five are mentioned in the NCA as well. Um, it's a uh, it's a case over retroactive NIL and athlete compensation to players, TV revenue to players. You're talking about billions of dollars. They're mentioned in the NLRB complaint, National Labor Relations Board, in the middle of trying to decide if athletes are employees of the Pac-12. So there's a lot of litigation as well. So my, my speculation would be they're probably going to keep some of that, um, but probably not um, all of it, uh, and probably not a majority of it I would not Because the judge, the way he ruled last night was, look, you got to treat the others fairly or you'll be back here in court.
2: Yeah. So so they're not going to have the ability to say, hey, uh, all of you departing members, your revenue distribution from the conference for the year just completed is $17. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) That would be a surprise. I think that would probably get back to the court. Uh, and, and that would not be good for them. I, I think that that would also probably trigger like a, a separate another lawsuit um, from the departing yeah. 10. Uh, I think the judge's words were, were something like, uh, you know, this is not a this is a sort of a, uh, uh, a limited preliminary injunction. So you need to okay. treat them fairly. Uh, and I believe you will treat them fairly and not harm them. And if you do, the court will hear about it
2: sort of thing so Ross speaking of the of the pac-12 on the field there are some landmines that still exist that could potentially keep a pac-12 team once again out of the college football playoff how worried are they about that on the west Coast you've already got Oregon with one loss you've got Washington undefeated but they're actually an underdog at Oregon State. Uh, You could potentially have a rematch with Washington and Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Are are they worried that despite all of the good that has happened on the field this year, that they could look up and have a result just like the result of the last few years?
1: No, I think the Pac-12 lives in worry these days. Uh, (laughs) I I covered the uh, Washington-Oregon game out there. in uh, in Seattle, and I remember in the press box, somebody mentioned to me, or, or I, I was, uh, overheard them say. Uh, and you know, at that time, this was like what four weeks ago, five weeks ago. At that time, the Pac-12 was rolling; and it had got to the out to the best start in conference history. Basically, had like four undefeated teams, right, and in like four four or five teams ranked in the top fifteen. And uh, and this person up in the press box basically said. Oh, don't worry. Utah's going to ruin it all. They're going to, you know, pull these upsets randomly throughout the season and we're not going to have a a team in the playoff. So they were already worrying. Um and I and I definitely think they should be worried cuz Washington has uh has certainly shown that uh, it is beatable, right? Against Arizona State, against Stanford, it struggled. Utah gave it a run this past weekend. Uh, and they have, as you mentioned, at Oregon State. And they get Washington State, a big rivalry game that's at the Palouse. And then they'll play Oregon in a Pac-12 championship game. And I think a lot of people would say they that Oregon right now would probably be a decent betting favorite, at least three points, maybe four or five, against Oregon in a Pac-12 championship game. Um, I do believe that. So it is setting up that we'll have a one-loss Pac-12 champion uh, potentially kept out of the playoff.
2: Busy with Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports. I, I'm fascinated with the Heisman race right now. Normally I don't really care that much about the Heisman, but, but here's my fascination. Jaden Daniels put up ridiculous numbers last week for LSU, and everybody seemed to pay attention, even though that was a game that was broadcast only on the SEC network. The remaining opportunities for Jaden Daniels are this week in a throwaway non-conference game and then against A&M in the regular season. Meanwhile, you've got a showcase game for Washington out on the West Coast for Michael Penix, probably a couple of them. Bo Nix is going to have opportunities. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have opportunities. If you believe that Carson Beck is surging late, he's going to have national television opportunities. Can Jaden Daniels win this simply based on being the best player in the country, even though he is very limited in the opportunities that he's going to have between now and the end of next week to be fresh on people's minds?
1: Well, to me, it's not even about limited opportunities, too. It is about how the the team is doing, and that does limit opportunities, right, because he won't get a conference championship game. Um, So I think it's... It's even more uh, about that. Um, it, it, I think you bring up a good point and that's probably why you don't often see Heisman trophy winners from teams, um, that, you know, have lost more than say one or two games. You, you just, you don't, you don't see it very often. Um, you, you know, I think if you go back, I think RG3, Robert Griffin is. Yep one of the, the, the ones people point to, one of maybe the only ones in the last two decades or so, that was on a team, uh, a Heisman Trophy winner, on a team that lost, say, more than two games. Uh, I, you know, and I think they were 9-3 and three that year, I want to say, Baylor. And in teams that played for the championship that season, you know, they didn't, they didn't have players who, were, who are like we're seeing this year. On, on championship caliber teams like a Michael Penix, right? Um, like those guys, it, it's going to be hard. Or Marvin Harrison Jr., as you mentioned, and maybe even Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy, although he took a hit this past this past weekend. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it would be hard. Um, certainly, Jaden Daniels is is going to go to New York for the ceremony, and I do think probably he would make he'll make the top three on the voting. But it's going to be really hard, uh, I think, for him to be. He needs some other things to happen, right? He he needs Washington to probably lose a couple of games to almost to in Michael Penix to have poor games. He, he needs Ohio State to be maybe out of it in, in Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, struggle uh, down the stretch. Uh, Carson Beck, you mentioned him. You know, he he may need uh, Mississippi. Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: No, 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 that's the thing about that. I don't think he played for the Cubs. There you go. Talk, Mississippi. I haven't done the Immaculate Grid in a while. I was working on one, and hey, Dad was sitting there staring over my shoulder, making me nervous, and I finally, I was like, oh, oh, I know who it is. And then I typed in the wrong name. Uh, I mean, not even the, you weren't even close on the name. No, I, I know. It's not like it was Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson. No, but I mean, I thought through those two, yeah. and I was like, which one was it? And then, Oh, no, no. Frank Robinson no, didn't even out. play for the Cubs, I don't think. Mr. Cub. His yeah. name is Mr. Cub. I under, and I got it right. Yeah, man, but now you're, you're now I'm, see, I'm, I've got two left. I don't know enough about the Brewers to get me through this yeah uh sports talk mississippi so you have not missed any no I'm, you have um, yeah. you have two spaces with two, two, spaces, two remaining two yeses, guesses yeah. uh sports talk mississippi live today from the sportsbook at the golden moon casino our apologies uh i don't know that ross Dellinger has ever gone long but uh he was invigorated by the question about the uh, the heisman trophy i think that's a conversation worth continuing just for a second and i kind of had not really thought about it in those terms. So you're thinking about the Heisman Trophy candidates for this season. I think we all know who they are right now. Michael Penix at Washington, he's had a remarkable season. Uh, Certainly Caleb Williams has played himself completely out of the Heisman conversation. Correct. Uh, Bo Nix at Oregon has had a tremendous year. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr., Borky's going to disagree with me on this. Marvin Harrison Jr. should not be in the conversation. Oh, I disagree with you. uh, Both of you disagree. I I understand that he is the best wide receiver. He might be the best player in college football. Maybe. Yeah. But his numbers don't back it up. I agree with that, but he is so quarterback dependent. And and McCord hasn't been. I mean, if he had Penix, you know, what what do those numbers look like? Well, yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he could have picked a different That score. said, if he has a monster game, if he goes 10 catches, 185 yards, and three touchdowns against Michigan, he might win it. He might. He, he's you seventh, you're absolutely are correct about that.
3: He's seventh in
2: yards, averages
3: 18 yards per reception, and is second in touchdowns.
2: How many touchdowns?
3: He's got, he has 12, and he's only one behind. Uh, uh, that is Brian Thomas at LSU has 13.
2: He does have the best nickname in this group, though. Are you going with Gus Johnson's nickname? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maserati Marv? That's a great nickname. Come on. Come on now.
3: It's a good nickname unless a, you use it a thousand times during the game,
2: It Gus. can get overused, but it is a great nickname. Um, I'm not Gus. Don't, don't, don't go yell at me. i at him. That's fine. I'm not, not, not really arguing one way or the other. Right. It's, it's missing the larger point. And then certainly Jaden Daniels in the mix, Carson Beck starting to make some noise. Uh, I, oh, I, don't, I don't think that Carson Beck's numbers no. really justify him being in the conversation. He's But playing he his is best the quarterback on the end. best team in the country, and he's playing his best game of the year. And if you watched him last week, now th- there probably are a number of guys given – zero pressure for an entire game mm-hmm. that could throw the football well and put up big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that diminishes, I mean, mm-hmm. the ball coming out of his hand. Yeah. That was my whole thought process when I picked him as my Heisman now. I was like, this guy is the, best quarter- is the quarterback for the best team in the country. He will get consideration. Sure. Okay, but Jaden Daniels has the best numbers far and away of anybody. My, my, it's not even close in terms of passing yards and rushing yards and total touchdowns combined. It's off the charts, but he is limited in his opportunities remaining to make an impression. He's like a a, a pitcher whose I mean their their ERA and their WHIP is incredible, but they're on the season they're like nine and six. Like you know your eye test like why isn't he winning more games? And you got to think your know, wins aren't really they're not a real stat anymore. For, for, for pitchers, if that makes sense. And that's where he is, right? I mean, in the history of the game, yeah, no quarterback other than Jaden Daniels last Saturday night against Florida has thrown for over 350 yards and rushed for over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of really good quarterbacks in the history of college football. Right. None. Been a few. Not one has ever done yeah. that. He accounted for over 600 yards of total offense. He, he was just remarkable. But LSU this week has who? Georgia State? Georgia State. And then Texas A&M. And then they're going to play Texas A&M, which probably will be an ESPN game. It's 11 a.m. Did you see that? They're they're hopping mad down there in Tiger Stadium. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. boo So, hoo. Let- I know, right? Boo-hoo. But but, still. All right, but let's take that to another level. Right. In terms of limited eyeballs? Nobody's watching that because Michigan-Ohio State. It is 11 a.m. on ESPN directly opposite Ohio State-Michigan that 15 million people Did are going to watch. You're not wrong? Or 12 million people are going to watch. Whatever the I, are. I am. This is my thought right now. I think that Daniels right now is the favorite. Harrison can get there with a massive game against Michigan. But whoever wins the Pac-12 championship game, if Pennix goes and beats Bo Nix again and has another big game doing it, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. That is my thought process. And same with Bo. Bo Nix has a big game against Washington, and they win, and they go to the playoff. He's winning the Heisman Trophy. So we're talking Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels. Marvin Harrison. Marvin Jordan. Harrison. That's your four going to New York right there. Okay. Only one of those started at the same school they're at now. Yeah, right. You got three transfer quarterbacks yeah. in there. Yeah, that's the new game. How about that? Jaden Daniels, obviously from Arizona State. Bo Nix from Auburn. Michael Pinnocks from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, three lesser programs to upgrades for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shot. (laughs) Bo Nix would be the, in in terms of winning the thing, I think Bo Nix would be the best story. Yes, because I mean he was written off at Auburn. He was a bum bust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Penix, they wanted to keep Penix at Indiana. Very absolutely. I'm sure they wanted to keep Jane Daniels at Arizona State. No question. But, but Auburn was willing to let Bo Nix walk. Yes, probably helped him pack his back. Yeah, they were ready for a fresh start, him and Malsaw. They're just like, yeah, just get out of here. But well, do, do you think Auburn would like a redo of those two decisions? Yes, <laughs> they absolutely would take a redo. Gracious. And then we could be talking about Hugh Freeze at Mississippi State. How incredible
1: would that be?
3: So we've been asked that a couple of times, Hey Dad. I want to know what your genuine, real, like. What you think would have happened had Hugh Freeze, had Lane Kiffin not turned Auburn down, and Hugh Freeze would have stayed at Liberty, would he be mm-hmm. a candidate? Yes. At Mississippi State, not from fans, but like,
2: would Mississippi State
3: University? Yes.
2: Really. You would have to talk to him. Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, you got to remember, you know, a lot of the people that, like, like Richard was saying earlier when we we're talking about uh, Moorhead, a lot of the major players from that are gone. Mm-hmm. Cohen's gone. Uh, you know, Dr. Keenum remains obviously, but a lot of those people are just gone. And, and Zach Selman would look at Hugh Freeze and go, "This guy's one." I mean, I get it, but he's one in the SEC, and he'll recruit, and you know, and maybe maybe another selling point, Borky, is he would have a chip on his shoulder against Ole Miss, and that plays here in Starkville, in case you haven't noticed. So yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, I think he would have been a candidate. Hmm. Oh.
3: Compare him to the candidates now. Who would you rather yeah, he's, have?
2: he's when we talked earlier about the, the the slam dunks, the home runs, the grand slams, whatever, I mean Kleiman, Lipold, Freeze is, is your top three. Because Freeze, even though he's in a group of five right now, he has proven he could win at a Bes school. In your state. C, C- Spark text line. Going back and, and we said that we would, would come to this and we're almost out of time here at the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to visit with Ryan coming up, so we'll do it in the 5 o'clock hour. But yeah. names that haven't been prominently mentioned yeah. as possibilities for Mississippi State that should be. Yeah, I got I got that started last night with my interview with Brandon Marcello on, on Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, And he threw out Brennan Carroll, who is Pete Carroll's son, who's the offensive coordinator at Arizona. And I was just like, that's a name I had not... I didn't know this guy existed. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know who the offensive coordinator was at Arizona. I mean, it's like it needs, comma, son of Pete Carroll, yeah. after his name for you to go, oh. Okay. Yeah, well, it's kind of Shane Beamer-esque a little bit, but he's actually a coordinator. You know, and a successful one. Arizona's having a great year right now. So, yeah. If you're Mississippi State, mm. and if you're Zach Selman, yeah. I guess I should say, and somebody says, you know, you, you might want to look at Brennan Carroll, why would you not go, um... Yeah, maybe I should, but actually I'm going to look at Jed Finch. I'm going to look at Jed Finch since yeah, Finch, Fish. Okay, fish. Is, he, is he like Atticus or something now? No, that's that's Finch. Yes, that's what you said. No, Finch. Said, Finch. Said, you said, said Jed Finch. I said Fish. We'll check the tape. Check the tape. Wait, wait, like <laughs> the commercial. I'm going to challenge that. Where's the red flag? Yeah,
3: we got asked on the text line about that earlier, and and uh, look, I, I don't know uh, what Jed Fish is thinking, but uh, UCLA is about to come open, and he did coordinate an offense there at UCLA in the past. I, I would wonder if the jump to the Big Ten would be uh, enticing uh, to him to go to a place that, that he's been before. I, isn't he a Florida alum? He has had a metric ton of jobs, but yes,
2: he's from New Jersey and went to Florida. That, that's where a lot of people think he might end up when, uh, when they finally come calling for Strickland and Napier. Hmm. People continue to throw Kurt Signetti's name at us from James Madison. I, I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, if I if I can get on the Willie Fritz train, and I, I've gotten over the fact that I think he's a little old, I can certainly get on the Signetti train. Yeah. Um. Get a message. Sorry, that says, Kelso. Uh, Hugh Freeze. Absolutely.
1: I think I think capable. I think that's correct. Yeah.
2: Uh, Russ said that there is one party that was uh, an issue <laughs> during the uh well, the freeze era. That doesn't is work for the university around. though. So. Uh, but in conjunction with, uh, uh, fancies himself a mouthpiece for. Uh, no, I'm dead now, but I'm just saying no. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back with you after that.
0: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Hey, you haven't introduced everybody to your basketball friend. Yeah, this is—I uh, believe they—they they, they told me this is stock photo number two six six. Two tall Jones back there behind you. It, it's incredible. Like you're like you don't realize there's like a, a good eight inches here of of uh Something else before you get to his feet. Maybe like even a foot of something else. Yeah, there's like a, a banner. It's a logo. The sports book at the timeout lamp. Well, yeah, but I'm not talking about, that's not that doesn't provide any height. I'm talking about the actual, you know, thing here. Cardboard. Is it cardboard? Well, it's. I think it's like foam. Plywood. Board. Fo- no, it's a foam board. Foam board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Take your word for it. It's like a really thick version of those boards you had to do science projects on. Ah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's got the yeah, it's like yeah. firm on the outside and tell me more. <laughs> Soft and cuddly in the middle. Squ- <laughs> what are we doing here? Squishy in the middle. So <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Sometimes the joke's just right. They write themselves. themselves. As soon as you said it, I was like, I know where I'm going on this. It's good to be with you this afternoon. Don't forget that uh, tomorrow, Friday. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad will have a food Friday. Yeah. Is this going to be a good food Friday? No. I, I told Borky last week when you were out. What? That next week is it with Thanksgiving, when I do it on Saturday. That's my I'm cooking a ton. Yeah. I'm going to take it easy this weekend. So you're not going to eat? I'm going to eat, but I'm not, it's not going to be anything. I'm not going to be like. What else would you do on Sunday afternoon? Your football team stinks. Uh-huh. Both of them. I mean, you might as well find uh-huh. some happiness by the grill. Are you rethinking this decision to No, not cook? I'm, just, I'm rethinking my decision to take this job. Well, I mean, <laughs> this or starve. but, you know, I might, have, I might have been better off starving at this point the way I'm being treated right now. This man's ready for the Egg Bowl. His, his mind is right. I can come out here to get a haircut. I honey. know. I got to get my mind right. It's not I'm not ready to go yet. Cspire text line is open to you at 601-879-4395. So we got I got a couple of minutes here. Let's names that have not been prominent mm-hmm. on hot boards mm-hmm. that would make sense for Mississippi State. I've got one I mentioned it earlier in the week. Go ahead. I still haven't seen his name anywhere. Say it again. Dave Doran, NC State. Dave Doran is is one. There there are two ACC head coaches that work in this situation. Dave Doran is one. The other one's also a Dave. It's Borky's guy. It's Dave Clausen. Okay. Yes. Both of those guys. You stole mine. Both but of those yes. guys are off the off the radar. Prominent head coaches, won a ton of games, had good at, at programs that you know at NC State at its best. Is is, is going to be around where Mississippi State at its best is going to be. NC State's never contended for a national title. All right, so let me ask you this about Dave Doran's resume. Right. He had two years at Northern Illinois when that place was rolling. Yeah. 11, he did. 11 yeah. And 3, 12 and 1. Fantastic. He rolled that into the NC State job. Mm-hmm. He has never won 10 games in a regular season at NC State. Is that a problem? <sighs> let me ask you a question. Let's, so I, I can turn this around and go right there. Let's say Dave Dorn was the head coach at Mississippi State with the exact same record, and NC State was looking at hiring him. Well, is that a problem? Yeah, because I mean they're similar. They're similar kind of schools. So, all right. So, let me. But let me finish the the second part of that. Okay. He's been at NC State since 2013. So this is year 11. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, this is year 11. Very good while he has never had a 10 win season right year one mm-hmm. rebuild mm-hmm. they went winless in the conference right and there was one other season where it kind of bottomed out and it was a four win year aside yeah. from that yeah aside from those two years so in but but let's throw the first year out yeah so in nine of the last 10 seasons he has had one year where he didn't win at least seven games mm-hmm. he's almost Dan Mullen so he had that three and nine year in year one. After yeah. that, eight seven seven nine nine four eight nine eight sitting on seven right now. Right. So I mean, Mullen had the one ten win year in twenty fourteen, and he had two nine win years. Although three nine win years, but he wasn't there for the ninth win. And, and the ten year win year felt like it was going to be a lot more than ten. It did. It, it, when it was at nine, you were like, "This is going somewhere." So, yeah, I mean. It feels like Dorn would be a a big fallback option, but if he would be interested, I would talk to him. Same with Clawson. I would talk to him. Should we peek at Dave Clawson's resume? By all means. That will make Borky happy. Yes, Yes, it will. Borky, big, big Dave Clawson stand. Uh, All right, so Dave Clawson, head coach at Wake Forest. He has been there since 2014, so this is his 10th year Mm -hmm. at Furman. I'm sorry, not permanent. Fordham. Fordham in five years, twenty nine and twenty nine. Yeah, but had a couple. Had, he started his first year. He was zero and eleven. Yeah, and he figured it out from there. He did. Yeah. Uh, at Richmond, he was there for three years. Had a nine win season. Spider-Man. I'm sorry, he was there at four, for four years. There was a nine win year and an eleven win yeah, year. So goes from 29. three and eight as, a, as his first year to eleven and three as last year. Yep. So you, you're seeing a, a pattern here. At Bowling Green, seven two five eight ten. Ten. And then at Wake Forest, first two years were tough, three and three. Since then, seven wins, eight, seven, eight. 2020, COVID, throw it out, but that was a four win year. 21, they won 11. Last year, they won eight. This year, they're four and five. This year's hurting them. (sighs) Do you look at one year when you got a big body of work? Five o'clock hours next. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering
0: your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Thursday afternoon rolling toward the weekend. Thank you for being with us. Alongside Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, not just in name, but in location today. Inside the sportsbook at the Golden Moon. we got college basketball going on all over the place. I am a fan of this stretch, by the way. Uh, th- like this sports. Stretch. The stretch run of college football. You get the, the stretch run of college football, the but you've ranking you up college basketball. And, and the tournaments are fun to me. Yeah. The, the, the feast week, ESPN calls it feast week, and it lasts for like 14, days, 15, 16 days, something yeah. like that. It's crazy. But you get the Charleston event, the Myrtle Beach event, the Disney World event, the Battle for Atlantis, and Maui, which is in Hawaii this year. And you get some stuff in New York at the Garden. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame Classic at the Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. You get that one. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss, one. They. That's a good question. I should know the answer to that, but uh, only we had a device. I do know that tomorrow night, Ole Miss is playing in the Tad Pad. Yeah. The Cellular South Ole Miss Basketball Throwback Night. I'm not. I'm gonna miss oh, it. Oh, that 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 kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I am. I am going to miss it tomorrow. Night. I wish I could watch it, but it, it's not streaming. Like you either watch it or they you listen to it on the radio, or it, it does stuff. not exist. You got to schedule it. Yeah, it doesn't appear like they're, 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 they're not. not. It they're, in a, well, they're in the 2023 Hall of Fame series where they play Cal at, in San Antonio. So. Ultimately, and and this is like so off in the weeds that nobody really cares, Mm -hmm. but these events are MTEs, multi-team events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the deal is it only counts as one game in terms of scheduling purposes, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's two games, whatever, but you get to play multiple games under that MTE umbrella. Okay. And I don't know if the rules have changed where – there was a time where you couldn't do one every single year. State did one last year, so I guess. But, but I think that has yeah. changed. Yeah. So you know, it's like yeah, everybody forget, can go play. I forget what it was year. like, but that was big for State last year. Remember they beat Marquette in Utah. Yeah. In the in the uh, in the con- non conference plays. Now they're in, they're playing Washington State. Uh, Friday, or is that Saturday? So it's Saturday. I've been having this PSA on everything I do that you have to have an ESPN Plus subscription to watch this game. Your SEC Network Plus subscription does not work. Does not work for you. ESPN Plus. Plus, and then they play uh, Sunday against the winner. It's Northwestern and Rhode Island. Okay. Um Ole Miss' schedule is a little bit different, though, this year. They, they are not doing uh, an MTE, mm-hmm. but they've got some nice non-conference games. Uh, they go to Temple, so they're going to play in Philly uh, next week, the day before Thanksgiving. We determined that that's not one of the cool arenas, though, right? It's not like the Palestra. No, they're not doing it at the Palestra. It's like the Lyacorce Center or okay. something like that. It's, it's Temple's right. home arena. They get NC State at home. They get Memphis at home. um Oh. Got to go to UCF. You know, you know, he's coaching Memphis right now with with Penny suspended, right? Oh, shoeless Rick Stansbury's that's on the right. staff, isn't he? That's right. Coming back to the Tad, pa- or not Tad back? Pa- coming back to yeah. the Pavilion. I'm glad they're not doing the throwback for yeah. that. <laughs> that was his home. Though I will tell you, one of the coolest Ole Miss basketball games that I ever went to mm-hmm. was their first round NIT game uh-huh. against, Memphis, Western, against Memphis. Against Memphis. Against okay. Memphis. Ole Miss hosted Memphis. In an NIT game in the Tadpen. It tipped off at, like, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, they'll do that. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't packed to the rafters, but it was, that place seated what, 81, 8,200. There were probably 7,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Memphis brought their band. Yeah. And so they're, like, stuck up yeah. in the rafters, and it was electric. Yeah, NIT, they, they have both teams will have the band there. It's awesome. I, I might just be making this up at this point. I want to say that Tariqo White was on that team for Ole Miss. Okay. And had a dunk that was like, I'll show you hometown. I don't, okay, I got you. Um, anyway. Trico White, good player. Really good player. So athletic. Really good player. So athletic. Yeah. Sports Talk, Mississippi, broadcasting live from the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. The ceasefire text line is open to you at 601 879 4395. It's time for us to get to the college football fix. Right, the college basketball fix for a second there. Good I know not the worst da, da, thing to da, do. Da, da, da. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built. Ford Tough. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. When? Today. Right or, now. Or tomorrow. The next day. This weekend. Whatever you like. Just do it. Probably not on Thanksgiving. Then. We have gone... Back to the college football playoff rankings a couple of times this week. Yeah. L- let's go back again, but for a different reason. hmm Borky Ole Miss is currently 8-2. and two. Hey, Dad, Ole Miss is currently 8-2. and two. That is yeah, correct. I, I know. They have ULM and Mississippi State remaining. Yeah. Yes. For the purposes of this exercise, let's just go with chalk. I'm not assuming... Not taking anything for granted. This guy. Ole Miss is going to be favored in both games. Yeah. Uh, so let's just assume, for the purpose of this exercise, that Ole Miss wins both of those games and finishes ten and two. Ten and two in the past has gotten Ole Miss to an Access Bowl. Yeah. Nine and three. Got them once, yeah. Twice. Got them to an they? Access. Oh, they bowl. were nine and three. I forgot about that. In yeah. both the Peach Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. They lost the Peach Bowl. Won the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. So, this year, the question is, will 10-2 and two be enough to guarantee them a spot in an access bowl? It's, it's no. They need help. They need help. You've got 12 spots. This is solely based on the college football playoff rankings. All right. You have four teams that are going to the college football playoff, the top four. Mm-hmm. That leaves four games, mm-hmm. two teams each, for a total of eight remaining spots. Mm-hmm. One of those goes to the highest-ranked group of five teams. Right. And a large spot does. Who is that currently? Is it still too late? Currently too late. Okay. And at 20, the Air Force is tanked. Four, yeah, uh, 24 and um, JMU had their deal overturned by the NCAA. Which at this point, Crap. Porky, there's a crazy wild card in this. Jamie Chadwell, you mentioned that there's there's a chance for five win teams to get in because there may not be enough six win teams to fill all the bowl spots. Mm-hmm. If JMU is then eligible for a bowl, they could then theoretically jump to an at large spot. Ah. It's not necessarily you're eligible. There aren't enough teams to fill, therefore you go to the Cure Bowl. Or you go to the Montgomery Bowl. It could be they are eligible to fill one of the bowl spots, so they're in the available bowl teams, and then whoop, there you go, JMU. And one that would shot, be the first time the chance. committee would
3: rank them, right? Because they're currently not ranking them because they don't—they're right. not eligible.
2: Correct. That—that that, that is correct. So that is correct. So the simplest path here for Ole Miss is this, because so which may ultimately that means you get seven spots, right? So. Alabama, the loser of the SEC championship game, is going to the Orange Bowl, if I'm correct. Because the Sugar Bowl this year is a playoff game. That is correct. And so the highest-ranked SEC team not in the playoff normally goes to the Sugar. They would go to the Orange. That's Alabama or Georgia. We'll say Alabama for this discussion. Okay. The easiest path for Ole Miss is for Missouri to lose a game. They play Florida this week. They play Arkansas next week. If they drop one of those and Ole Miss wins the last two, Ole Miss will be ahead of them in the polls, I think, and they would get they would get the second spot cuz an SEC team is going to get a second spot. I would agree with that. So, yes. that that is the easiest, most pain-free, bloodless path for Ole Miss. But there is another path. Another path? Another path. Okay. So, basically, you need to be in the top 11, right? Yeah. Ole Miss is currently at thirteen. Oregon State is in front of them at number eleven. They play number five Washington. They do, and if Oregon State loses, they Uh, Oregon Oregon. yeah platypus bowl yeah. It is still the Civil War. Okay, so likely Oregon State loses one of the next two. Likely. So let's say they fall. Louisville. They are headed to the U. This weekend as a one point, and then favorite. they have the Commonwealth for a game. Borky thinks they're going to drop. I think they're going to lose. They're only a one point favorite. But that was my fishy line. So, I I so, so you're you're cheering for Miami? Yeah. Yes. Next week cheer for Kentucky. Next week you would be cheering for Kentucky.
3: And but there's another layer to we that t- though. You need Florida State to not make the college football playoff.
2: Oh, because there's an automatic spot that would go to the Orange Bowl for the second-highest-ranked ACC team. Yes. yes. Okay. And that would be them, right? Yes. Yeah. Little, little Florida State goes undefeated. They're going to the college football playoff.
4: I feel yes. pretty confident in
2: that. Yes, no No question. Yeah. No, I, I completely concur with that. And then there's Penn State. And there's Penn State. Go Rutgers. A drop a game, too. Scarlet Knights. So they got Rutgers, and then who is it in the final week for Penn State? Michigan State. State. Okay. The land grant trust. There's still a chance, though, that just when you get to the very end and you reevaluate the two resumes, you say, Old Mrs. has a better resume than Penn State, and you jump them, period. Possibly. Mr. Hadid, I'm going to uh, direct this ceasefire text line what? question to you.
0: Why, why, why would the you
2: know, um, name? Yeah, just unbiased answer here. Yeah, sure. Could you explain why Missouri is ranked higher than Ole Miss? They have lost to higher ranked teams and beat higher ranked teams. Talking about Ole Miss mm-hmm. than Missouri. And both teams are eight and two. Both teams lost to Georgia. The Missouri game, but Georgia was uh, was more competitive than the one with, with Ole Miss. Uh, who is Missouri's other loss? It's LSU. LSU. It's LSU, who Ole Miss beat. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss obviously lost to Alabama. I mean, it's a good question. It's a very good question. There's probably some recency bias in there. I mean, Ole Miss has a more difficult strength of schedule. Yeah. They've got a better strength of record. Yeah. We were well, ta- o- Ole Miss's resume is better than We were than talking about this resume. the other day. Like, you know, what's the best win for Ole Miss? It's, is it L- it's LSU, right? Yeah. All right. And then, so the best win for uh, Missouri. Missouri is... Tennessee, probably. It's Tennessee or Kansas State. Or Kansas State. State, Right. And then, it's you know, second best for Ole Miss is, what, Tulane? It is. also a top 25 team. It is a top 25 team, but, you know, the committee's going to look and say, well, their starting quarterback didn't play in that game. Yeah, but did you win the game or not? No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's something that's going to be considered. And it was on the road. It was on the road, but their starting quarterback did not play in that game. They haven't lost with him in, in the lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be part of it, but. It's a very good question. It's a very fair question. I think there's probably there's probably some recency bias at Missouri, and part of it might just be that you know Missouri in their losses hasn't looked bad. Almost looked bad last weekend. And, we, and look, we 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 we've talked about why that happened and and, and you know the reasons for that, but it's it's still fifty two seventeen. You still look at that score and you go, gosh, you know they, these two teams played the same team, and one lost by what nine, and the other lost by. 30, whatever it is. And, of course, you can turn that around, though. Well, they beat LSU. Right. And and it's one of those things. And bo- it was at home for both teams. Correct. And, um... You know, if you want to do the thing, well, it was really closer than the final score in the Missouri. You you can, but then what's the point in keeping score? Well, I mean, you could do the same thing. You could play, turn it around for LSU, Ole Miss, and say, "Well, LSU should have won that game. They just let it get away from them." Right. We could play those what if games all day. Yeah. Um, It does feel like. So I said, I think.
3: Go ahead. It does feel like this will take care of itself, though, right? I, I, I. there was some handwringing yes. over the Missouri ranking, and I understand because when you do resume versus resume, one resume is better than the other. But it's an easy explainer. I mean, hey, that you know, it's it's eye test and recency bias. That's why Missouri's there. Um, I do love the eye test. But do you really think that Penn State, Oregon State, and Louisville are going to go six and zero these next two weeks? You really think that's going to happen? So
2: Seems
3: just, unlikely. So just just win your next two games, and college football is probably going to do its thing. And when it does, there you
2: are. And so And ultimately, Ole Miss needs to move two spots up. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, I think Ole Miss is better than Louisville, Oregon State, and Penn State. I would I would think Ole Miss would be favored on a neutral side against all those teams. But, Borky, your point earlier was a good one. If Florida State gets into the college football playoff, then it needs to be Penn State and Oregon State yeah. that you pass. Right, right, right. Because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you pass Louisville
3: and i liked what you said earlier too because the the committee has done this before just because penn state's ahead of Ole miss right right now doesn't mean that they will always be ahead of old miss they have changed things before and and if penn state's uninspiring these next couple of weeks you can look at their resume and think what what the heck is on there i mean they beat iowa at home yeah. uh, and, iowa and that's all their they best got
2: win. yeah should ward manuel the athletics director at uh, at michigan Resigned from the committee. Peter Barnes was talking about that on Twitter earlier today, and he thinks that's the case. And I, I, you can't help but agree, right? Because this is such an odd situation. Probably won't. No. Why would he? Is he getting paid to be there? Uh, Probably a little extra no, money. I, that's, I mean, it's the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe per D. No, he's not. Uh, he's yeah. Oh yeah, he's per d per diing that. I couldn't make it work. Per I couldn't. I, yeah. I couldn't verb it up. Yeah. Um. He's getting money. So, yeah, he's probably going to do that. And getting to stay at the lovely, what is it? It is incredible. Gaylord Grapevine. Yeah. It's incredible that, you know, we had COVID and we had Zoom meetings all the time and we learned about Zoom and we had that. And now we've just gone back to, yeah, we're going to fly you out there and spend a bunch of money when we could just easily do this over Zoom and nobody has to spend anything. Oh, it's better for that process to be in person. Is it? Yes. Why? Because everything is better in person than Zoom. That's not true. So, some business meetings, I would rather not have to travel. I would rather just talk yeah, about it over the phone. But, but they're more productive in person if than you, on Zoom. Okay. If you think so. And you got to debate like if, these things for all, hours. Yeah. And if all you want to do is, like, go to a meeting in your underwear, then I guess Zoom is your thing. Yeah. And be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful There have been some accidents that have happened along the way. There have. But... No, everything's better in person. Okay. Is this show better in person? Yeah. Okay. I was making sure. I didn't know if you liked me or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool, right? So, uh, one of the greatest commercials of all time is the uh, old United Airlines commercial where the uh, the old Codger boss, after they've been going through all these cost cutting measures, Mm -hmm. he goes through the office and he's handing out airplane tickets. And tells everybody we're going to get to know our customers again. Mm-hmm. And you got the whole, the like I don't fly, this flying course. the friendly skies music in the background. Okay, it's one of the all time great commercials. I'll have to look that up. I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, Richard prefers traveling and per diems. It, what? <laughs> Why don't we tell him your dirty little secret about that, though. Oh, that I am the world's worst about an expense reports. You never turn in your you just, you just spit. You spend money to go to work. No, I I, I get around to them eventually. Okay. I keep telling you, I'll do it for percentage. Yeah. I'm going to log you into Concur and let you learn how to operate the ESPS expense report I'll figure system. it out. Uh, we get another one. 110 percent better in person. Zoom meetings are. But that, that is a uh, yeah, that is a horsey and a um, and a poop a brown cone yeah. with a smiley face. So, but I will say this. These are the same athletic directors like, oh, we just don't have the money to give to our athletes. And then they drop however much money to stay in the hotel and fly out their first class and spend money at, 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 at the fine steakhouse. But they don't have any money to give to the yeah. players. Yeah, that, that's what's happening with this AM deal, by the way.
3: Uh, I mean, kind of an, a, a thing that's not being discussed much because of the a, absurdity of what Jimbo Fisher is getting and just kind of how hilarious the entire process is. When the day comes when revenue sharing happens in college sports, when that day comes... Uh, You can not point to Texas A&M, it's not their fault, but Texas A&M's buyout of Jimbo Fisher is going to be used in court and it's going to have a major impact on decisions of you can't pay athletes, we can't pay, we're too poor, we can't pay athletes. Then why on earth did one of your member institutions, Mr. Sankey, pay $77 million to one guy to not coach your team anymore? You can't argue against that at that point. It's a losing battle.
2: Jimbo Fisher has made a hundred thousand plus dollars since Sunday. Twenty-eight thousand a day. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. So a hundred and a uh, hundred and uh, there's three extra. One hundred twelve. It's good work if you can get it. It's not work. It's good, not work. It's good unemployment if you can get it. It's the opposite of work. Hey Borky, here's a uh, here's a sobering list for you. Games involving top 25 teams this weekend. Ugh. Oh, don't get him started. Oh, no. <laughs> He's already getting fired hey, I've up. I've already said my piece. It's ridiculous. It should be banned. It is what it is. You have Utah at Arizona. Max Wells doing it this weekend. Yeah. Um, North Carolina at Clemson is interesting, even though it's not a top 25 matchup. Mm-hmm. Matt Brown shot down the retirement
3: rumors today, said other uh, coaches at other schools in his conference are trying to Stop him from recruiting, and he's already got spring practice and the date's planned out and recruiting trip's ready to go. He's not going anywhere.
2: Kansas State at Kansas. Top 25 matchup. Sunflower showdown. Yes, it is. Love it. Washington at Oregon State, number five versus number 11. And again, Oregon State favored in that game. That's uh, That's it. Yeah. Final uh, the the penultimate weekend of the regular season has and three games it, matching top twenty. There are teams. some there there are a lot of conference games too. I mean, I, but it, there's also some some absolute garbage.
3: Texas at not Iowa. State.
2: a lot of State conference games in the SEC. No, not in the SEC. Yeah, the rest of them though. Yeah.
3: Texas hasn't been playing the, well lately. That road trip to Ames has been one in the past where they've kind of had a little slip up. Maybe they do that this weekend. Wouldn't that be fun?
2: You know, it really looked like Texas was okay last weekend, and then the fourth quarter happened in Fort Worth, and TCU came storming back, and Texas had to kind of hang on for dear life at the end. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on the road today at the Sportsbook, the Golden Moon Casino. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borkey. Glad to be with you this afternoon. We've got half an hour left. More coming up, more college football conversation after this. A little later in the week, reminding you don't forget the Polks pick six. It's up at supertalk.fm/slash Polks. Supertalk.fm/slash Polks. You simply pick the winners of those six games, tiebreak score for uh, one of the games, and then enter your information for a chance to win a six-pack of sausage from Polks. No doubt about uh, no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks. There's no doubt. Six games this week: Southern Miss at Mississippi State. hmm Georgia at Tennessee, Mm -hmm. Kentucky at South Carolina, Utah at Arizona, Kansas State at Kansas, Washington at Oregon State. Total points in Southern Miss and Mississippi State in Starkville. Name, phone number, email address, and you're done. So on and so forth. And so on and so forth. So, Will Rogers playing over? I would
1: upgrade him to probable today.
2: What did you have him as yesterday? Questionable. Oh, I forgot to ask you.
1: Yeah.
2: Has Mississippi State found a football coach yet? I'm glad you asked, Richard. I'm glad you asked at this moment in time. Because here at 538 on November the 16th, 2023, year of our Lord, N.O. Domini. Uh, no, not yet. What are they waiting on? <laughs> I tell mean, you. Let's try to get a few weeks of content out of this, huh? They made the decision on Monday. It's Thursday. What are they doing? You always get on me. You're like, hey, you know anything about content? You save that for the next or whatever. Let's get a couple weeks out of this. Let's milk it for all it's worth. Hey, just in case you guys missed it, Delta State quarterback Patrick Shegog has been named Gulf South Conference Offensive Player of the Year, the Coach of the Year. Todd Cooley, who we had a conversation with yesterday yesterday on the uh, Farm Bureau guest line. That's where all guests appear. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be really busy next week with Mm -hmm. Egg Bowl content and guests and Mm -hmm. history and all of those things. You got anybody lined up yet? Sure. Do you really? No. Okay. So... Let's. Um, <laughs> I thought Borky was doing that. You couldn't even look at me. Uh, right. Let's take a peek ahead to next week's schedule because, yeah. as lacking as this weekend's schedule is, that's how good next week is. You get a couple of Tuesday night games from the MAC. Mm-hmm. You get the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. This is your Friday slate of games. Sure. TCU at Oklahoma. Okay. Iowa at Nebraska. Take the under. Oh, it's not out yet. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the number is. Miami at Boston College. Memphis at Temple. Toledo Central Michigan. These are all Friday. Ohio at Akron. This is a good one. UTSA at Tulane.
0: That's a chance
2: for Tulane to slip up there. And no doubt. Yeah. No no doubt. And for UTSA to get to the American Conference Championship game in their first year. Mm -hmm. Obviously pending the results this weekend. Right. Missouri at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Last game for Sam Pittman. Could that one get weird? Yes, it has before. It has before, and maybe KJ Jefferson says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out strong here." If you're an Ole Miss fan, you want that game to get weird fast. You want that game to get weird? Yes. No, yeah. I mean, like this weekend, you're vertical clapping. Next weekend, you're calling the Hogs and all the things. Texas Tech at Texas. Was the Michael Crabtree game at the end of the season, or was that an earlier-in-the-year game? It was the second-to-last week of the season. Okay, so it was late in the year. Oregon State at Oregon. The Civil War. The Civil War. I don't need your Civil War. So that'll be next Friday night. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was a Friday night game. Great. That is is a Friday night game. Great. I'll I'll be prepping stuff. You also get Penn State, Michigan State. On Friday. The land-grant trophy. Um, Completely made-up rivalry trophy. All right, Saturday. Let's do it. Iron Bowl. Is that this year? (laughs) 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 What? It's like I had a third arm. Do they call it the Commonwealth Cup when Kentucky and Louisville play? Or is that like the governor's... Ball or something they, they call it the uh, the Bourbon and Papa John's uh, bowl. No, no, they don't no, call it Papa no, John's anymore. Not well, uh, uh, not. Do you know it's actually, they actually have Papa Murphy's in the stadium now? They went full rogue on Papa John. Um, the territorial cup. Territorial cup. Very good. They don't have one. North Carolina, NC State. Yeah, North Carolina has the bell with uh, Duke, uh, Iowa State, Kansas State. Okay. Colorado at Utah. Last chance for Dion there. So to what, what are they foreign they They're foreign? Yeah, they got to win this week too. So I guess we'll see.
3: I, I don't know if you describe it as lucky or what, but the the Jim Harbaugh story has saved a lot of scrutiny of Dion Sanders. Huh. The the country, I the, think, the thirty thousand foot view people have been distracted by Harbaugh to not pay attention to firing your very good. Offensive coordinator in the middle of the season because uh, your kid's not playing well enough. That hadn't been talked about a- at all, really, and that's mostly thanks to Harbaugh.
2: Mm, so you think that falls into the play the hits category for ESPN? Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, they'd be talking about all that stuff if not for Harbaugh, for sure.
2: You think? You think national media would have piled on Dion as they were? Yeah, now. All right, we'll talk about I think, it I at think, least I, extensively. They would have talked about it. I don't know if they would have piled on. They might have defended him, some of them. These are the same people who thought they were going to beat Oregon straight up. What else we got here? Does Virginia, Virginia Tech have a name? I was, that's what I was
3: trying to think. The, we're trying to get out of a grand of rights so we can join the SEC Bowl.
2: Good luck with that. Ohio State, Michigan, the game, the game.
1: I, how, how? How's that the game? Come on.
2: A&M LSU? Yeah. For the last time as a season ender, I would imagine. Maybe. Surely that'll be Texas, Texas A&M next year. On think, I bet I bet it's on Thanksgiving next you year. You keep saying that. I believe it, too. You just want to believe Or Borky wants to believe it. I want he to does. believe it. Yeah, I mean, it, and they, it's so, more
3: historically played on that game than the Egg Bowl.
2: Or on that night than the Egg Bowl. The Virginia-Virginia Tech play for the Commonwealth Cup. Oh. So... My apologies. What do Kentucky and Louisville play for? Rick Patino's Dirty Blazer is what it's called. Vandy and Tennessee. Yeah. Whew. The Governor's Cup is what they play for. Well, I got it right then. Yeah. Um. Okay. Washington, Washington State. That is the, the Apple Cup. Uh, Apple Cup. Yeah. yeah. Another rivalry. Florida, State, going Florida. Away. Florida, Florida State. They got. They, they just got the game. They don't have nothing else going on there. Notre Dame-Stanford. Stanford-Couch. On Pac-12 Network. That's the last game ever on Pac-12 Network. That's the last game. That's the sign-off for football. How about Georgia-Georgia Tech being at night? Love it. an old-fashioned hate. That is forever an 11 a.m. Central time kickoff game. Georgia Tech's not terrible this year. That's, yeah. that's helping them out. They're putting it on ABC at 6.30. Clemson-South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Night game there. Yeah. That'll be your uh, Tom and Jordan and uh, Cole, uh, Cole crew. Cole Kubley. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a pretty good pretty good weekend. That's a great weekend. Rivalry games. There's a lot. I'll of be up cool early Saturday, there. so you know, I'll be locked into all that stuff. Yeah, I will be in Houston, I think. Well, you go right ahead. I'll be in my kitchen cooking a turkey. Okay. I'm very excited. I it. Well, New oven. So. I know I said it earlier, but what a great week coming up! That that like kind of this weekend that rolls all the way through next weekend. Mm-hmm. You love it, Borky. I mean, I know oh, the whole yeah. family thing, and you're you're away from home, but like away from your dad, your South Carolina people, right?
3: Also, another so family. But, yeah, no, but I'm
2: kidding. Uh, yeah, no, this is great, man. Family. This is. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure I said family I first. Know, and I'm, then like you looked at me funny. Family. No, uh, th-
3: th- th- yes. this is what you live for, man. This is a, what what I my entire life. This time of year is is literally what I live for. I don't know what else I could do in life besides this, and it's because of the next ten days or so.
2: Well, I mean, you could you could work really hard to be a good dad for James. I'm talking about career, like in in terms of what, oh,
3: okay. what generates he, income he said to he, provide. He
2: I thought he was saying he didn't know what else in his life he could live for. That's what he said.
1: You knew what he meant. <laughs>
2: Even if I did, it felt like a reasonable point.
1: <laughs> I shot like, this
2: man as a father. There is yeah, I mean, nothing else in the world for me to live for other than the next that well, This know, kid's still young. With my dad. kids, I'm just like, I've already lost. Yeah, there's a kid.
3: Whatever. I it's mean, you know, he's he's over there. He's yeah. fine.
2: Would I trade my kid to win the Egg ball? I don't
3: know. Teaching him how to hit, for a hit a baseball
2: fort. has caused
3: me to have everything in the house now be a ball. So he's got a bat and everything he wants to hit now because I taught him how to hit a baseball. So that's what I'm
2: fighting we against a, we, right got, we got a sack of balls right here. we were supposed to be giving these away, but it hasn't really worked. That's what it is! That's what, that's what it is right here! If you're looking for a new Ford truck, Belk Ford is the place to go. F150's great selection on the lot. Expeditions, Explorers, big selection of used vehicles. And I rolled through this morning through the Oxford Toyota lot. Got a couple of Toyota Tundras on the lot, a couple of Forerunners on the lot. Great selection there as well. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway 6 West. Stop by, see them in person. Tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. That's Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: What is going on here?
0: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: One last time with you on Sports Talk Mississippi on this Thursday afternoon from Pearl River Resort. We are inside the sportsbook. Uh, look, we've been we've been doing this for a long time. What, five, six years that we've been coming here? I started five years ago. Five years, three months, 16 days. You're weird. I just happened to see it today. I was looking at something on uh, our, our HR website. Oh, and I just—I saw that. I was like, oh, well, I didn't know that." And we've been coming here since you started. Yes, yeah. So a little over five years. Yeah. And we've been telling you about the uh, sportsman. They made a bunch of improvements. the The chairs and the setup is great. the uh, The TV setup behind the bar. If you've never been here, uh, there are a dozen TVs. Six. So, so you got one big, like seventy five inch TV right in the middle of the bar. And then you've got like a dozen 65-inch TVs, six on each side, that are, are flanking it. That, that's in the main part of the room. And then all the way around the room, you've got big TVs that are, uh, are set up all uh, all throughout the sports area. You've got kiosks where you can go in and you can, can place your bets. You've got the crystal betting terminals where you can hang out kind of over on the side of the bar, and you can do in-game live betting. Uh, with a ton of stuff that's happening. Of course, you got the main cashier's table, and then right outside behind us is the main gaming floor. So if you get a wild hair and you want to hit the slots or you want to go hit a poker table or you want to go play blackjack or baccarat or pie gal poker or whatever it is, baccarat. No? I've never played. Okay. That's a rich man's game. You uh, might have played. Yeah, you wanna, you want to go spin the wheel? You can uh, you can do that, yeah. but you don't actually get to spin the wheel. A roulette? No, they, they 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 frown upon that if you try to grab the wheel. Not not a not a good plan. But they have a wheel that spins. Where did Ryan go? I want to ask what would happen yeah. if somebody tried to spin the wheel. Bad idea. Bad idea. But yes, no, it no, is. I don't know if you mentioned it, but it's got a great little cafe here. All the all your 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 bar food favorites: wings, mm-hmm. tots, nachos. They got it all right here. And Philip and M's on the other side, casino, and you one got Philip M's. Just, yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry, I, I just I merged two restaurants into one. Philip and M's, <laughs> Philip and M's. <laughs> you've got Philip M's, which is a fantastic steakhouse, and you've got Mama and M on the other side, which is you combine it, you get southern, like, a, you get soul like food. a tomahawk ribeye, but it's chicken fried. Ooh. <laughs> Is that appealing or A little, no? Little cream gravy on your tomahawk ribeye. Aye aye aye. Ay. Maybe you still get the tomahawk ribeye, then you just get like country. Get some grits or something. Can I get some? Uh, can I get some collard greens and cream corn to go with this uh, I mean, tomahawk ribeye? That don't sound bad. Yes, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Philip and M's. I'm going laugh Easy, uh, easy to get to Golden Moon Casino. All right, uh, all right. We're back. And they'll treat you great while you're here as yeah. well. So just. Uh, Check it out. If you haven't, uh, if it's been a long time uh, since you've been here, maybe you've never been here. uh, Stop through and check them out. And uh, great live entertainment. Of course, the golf at Dancing Rabbit is fantastic as well. Great partner of ours for a for a long time, and uh, we're glad to be here with you today. Uh, The Oakland A's are officially headed to Vegas. Did you hear what else Rob Manfred said
3: today during that uh, press conference announcement? Belongs to the Giants. What? what else did
2: he say? So the owners what voted the
3: A's are, are going to Vegas. Uh, I mean not officially official yet, but all the owners voted unanimously. They're moving. Yeah. Also, we learned that Atlanta is getting an all-star game here in a couple of years.
2: That's great.
3: Great for Atlanta.
2: Uh we have to wear a mask or
3: Oh, that wasn't why they didn't get it.
2: Oh, that's right. It mm-hmm. was it was the voting rights thing, wasn't it? <laughs>
3: Yeah, sanity has been restored.
2: I guess. Yeah, I guess. Somebody at Major League Baseball realized what a colossal screw up that was. Yep, and uh, the Atlanta folks
3: are—I mean, you know—economically they're happy about it, but they haven't forgotten. Nor
2: should they. But they'll go. Of course. Great ballpark. Great area around the ballpark. I mean, the battery is so cool. That'll be such a neat setup for the uh, for the All Star Game. Uh, did he apologize for that, or did he just announce, "Hey, Atlanta's hosting a did, hosting the All Star Game." Didn't see an apology. But... Was he hoping that it would just, yeah. Um, Shohei Ohtani won his second American League MVP, and it was unanimous. Forty four home runs hit, three oh four, ten and five on the mound with a three fourteen ERA. That's uh, that's pretty good stuff. Question is, where will he be next year? I hope he's in San Francisco, Chicago. Are people choosing to live in San Francisco these days when they have an option? I don't know. Uh, although Gavin Newsom did say they were going to clean it up since they had some dignitaries coming to town. So. Yeah, the, the Chinese are there. Yeah. They're, they're giving us pandas. Oh, good. We need pandas, evidently. Good reason to get the hypodermics out of the street. Uh, <laughs> sports talk. It's right down the street. Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry, we digressed there at the very end. My apologies. Uh, great to be with you this afternoon. Borky and Haydad will be with you tomorrow from Oxford. It's the start of Holly Jolly Holidays. It's brought to you by Visit Oxford. Find them online at visitoxfordms.com if you're in the area. Stop by the skating rink at the Community Pavilion at the corner of University Avenue and Bramlett Boulevard. Houston McDavid will be there signing autographs. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great day. Thanks to our friends at uh, the Sportsbook and Pearl River Resort for hosting us today. Enjoy your Thursday night. Good night.
4: MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.